this to men, right? I mean, some say that bin ma'ruf is three things, and some say it's four. The three things are mentioned in the farewell hajj. You have to give them their nafaqa, which is you have to clothe and feed them and house them. So you have to give them that. You also have to be fair in your intimate relations with them. You can't deprive them of intimacy, uh, that that's a right of a woman. And then the third one is al-ijmalu fil qawl, is speaking to them in a beautiful way. That you, you never speak to them harshly, cruelly, what, what they call in this culture mental cruelty, treating people with uh, abusive words. And Mutanabbi says that the tongue's wound is often more painful than the sword. And there's a lot of truth to that. The tongue can actually hurt more than a cut can hurt. So, And if you don't like them, maybe you don't like them. In other words, what, what the commentators say is if, if you don't like the idea of living that with them, if you don't like that idea, then Allah says, Maybe you hate a thing. And Allah puts in that thing great good. So maybe you don't like this, that I'm telling you that you have to live with them and treat them with dignity and with care and concern and love. Maybe you don't like that idea for whatever reason. Then the response is, فَعَسَى, right? that perhaps you dislike a thing and in it is much good for you. We've heard that before about fighting for the sake of God in the Quran. Same thing. This thing has been decreed that you have to do this from time to time to defend what's right. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants to go out and do that unless they're ill. I mean, it's a sickness in the human heart to want to go and kill people. But Allah says, but maybe you dislike a thing and in is much good for you because if you don't do it, the society's overrun with chaos, with anarchy, with corruption, with oppression. One group is oppressing another group. And the Muslims aren't, they're not people, they've always been people that stood up for their rights. And that's why if you read Zonnyitsyn's, I think it's a trilogy. He's got a section where he talks about the Chechnyans in the prisons. And he said the Chechnyans, who were the Muslims, he said they were the only people that wouldn't submit to the Russians. He said the thing about them is that they had this dignity and they would never grovel, they would never abase themselves. And he, uh, Sultan Yitzhak comments that the strange thing about that was he said it put fear in the Russians. They were really troubled by them because they wouldn't become these pathetic, submissive creatures. And that is because they knew la ilaha illallah. I mean, really, don't think that it's just... That has to do, I mean, it's partly the Chechnyan character, right? Because they're tough people. They're, they're mountain people, and mountain people, are like Afghanis, they're tough. They, they live in tough climate, and they learn to, you know, that the world is not an easy place. I mean, places where there's heavy winter, people learn that sometimes food is scarce, and sometimes people starve. But it's still rooted in this knowledge that you're not my God, and I don't have to bow down to you. Because that's what the oppressor wants. That's what Pharaoh wants. Just tell me I'm your God and just do what I say and don't argue with me. 
and they won't do that. And that's what gives them the power, and, and that always causes fear. Why? Because the oppressor knows he's not God. He knows it in his heart of hearts that he has no right to be doing that. And that's why it troubles him so much to do that. There's some different interpretations on this, which I find really fascinating. One of them is the interpretation that when you marry a woman, if initially you don't like her, don't divorce her. And the reason for that, the ulama say that oftentimes a woman, when she has a child, if you wait until she has a child, the relationship completely changes because two things happen. All of her maternal instincts emerge. And many of us have seen the transformation of a woman from before she had a child till after she has a child. There's, a, there's this incredible transformation that occurs. Well, the same thing happens to the man. He's transformed by it because suddenly he's a father. And the beauty of it is they have a bond that didn't exist before. Suddenly she's the mother of your child and you're the father of her child, so something emerges out of that. So that's the verse is saying, don't hasten to break up what Allah brought together in the first place. You can do it. There's permission to do it. But don't do it quickly. Think about this. Because this might take time. In other words, commitment to a human situation takes work and time and effort. And if you just turn your back on, I can't handle this. That can become a pattern in your life that whenever you have difficulty, I'm just going to back out. I'm just going to turn away from this. So you're divorced. Get Get out of here. Can't handle you. That's not a good attitude towards life because life is difficult. Life is struggle. Life is working things out. Life is human beings coming together. And all of us have these quirks. All of us have these idiosyncrasies. All of us have these problems that create conflict in human relationships. Those are all there. How do we overcome those things? Remembering that asa and takrahu shay'an. Maybe you hate a thing. But Allah puts great good in that thing. Why? Because if you remember that, if you're struggling with somebody who's a good person, who's a Muslim, who you care about, but you can't stand, you're struggling with that. What does Allah say? We made some of you a tribulation for others. Will you show patience? I love that verse because it's just like, <laughs> we did this. You know, it's, like, it's just that reminder. We did it. Don't think that that person is, you know, their own invention. We gave them the parents they had that might have caused this outcome. <laughs> we gave them the life they've had, right, that might have caused that bitterness. I mean, there's so many things involved in what makes a human being who he or she is, and all of those things are from Allah. So Allah is saying, we we made you, we put you on the same planet together, and then said, work it out. Deal with it. Jews, Christians, Hindus, Buddhists, you're all here, you're all here by my permission. Now, work it out. And then he gives these guidelines, and the Muslims have the biggest, the biggest burden is on the Muslims. Because we can't even blame the others, 
right? Because it's all been spelt out to us. That's why the trouble is, is being the Muslim. It's not the other groups. They're just being exactly who they are, whereas it's the Muslims that aren't being Muslim that causes all the problems. So this question that Allah puts to us, you know, will you show patience? That's at the root of this verse. Yes, you do dislike it, but you better remember that when you're patient with another human being for my sake, when you come on the Yom Qiyamah, you see these mountains of good deeds, and you're, where did that come from? Don't you remember? Don't you remember wanting to hit that person, but you, you didn't do it? Don't you remember wanting to say something cruel? You didn't do it. Don't you remember wanting to divorce that person? You didn't do it. All those things, that that's, that's what you're being told is, this is what this whole thing is about. It's you are on this planet to struggle. And if you keep in mind that the struggle is for a reason, that when that, when that reality is manifested to you, when we remove all these veils and everything's perfectly clear, and then you, th- you realize, subhanAllah, when people go into paradise, it says in the Quran, Rahim, Salam. People will for the first for the first whole experience, I mean it's said in the hadith three days, but it's obviously not like a day in the eyes of Allah. I mean we can't it's in another world. But it says for the first three days, people can only say salam. Salam. <laughs> it's just all you can say just by being in a total state of peace. That's all you can say is salam. Because that's what this is about. It's udkhulu fi kafa. Come into this state of peace, all of you, the whole lot of you, come into it. Don't go into these other states because they're horrible, they're painful, they're going to tear you up, they're going to make you sick, they're going to depress you. They're going to fill you with grief, with remorse, with bitterness, with hatred, with anger. All these things that make you feel terrible when you submit to them. Don't submit to them. Go this other route. And that's what this is about. And then another interpretation, which I love this, and I have to read it because you won't believe it if I said it to you. You'll think he's making that up. I love this. I mean, this is ninth century in Afghanistan. This is written in Afghanistan. He says... Another meaning of this verse, and you kunan ma'ani inkareh tumuhna wa ragibtum fi mufarakati hinna, farubba maja'arallahu fi tirkil mufarakati, lehunna khairan kathira, wadarika bi anta tachalas tirkil maratu minhada zoj, watajid zojan khairan minhu. He said, and one of the meanings of this is that if you desire to get rid of this woman and divorce her, Maybe Allah will actually make that such a great blessing for her because she gets rid of you <laughs> and she finds a much better husband. I just thought that was so great. And he's like, maybe you're the problem. Did you ever think of 